This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Montgomery, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. What you going to do with it? Hallelujah. Amen. Anybody know what we're talking about in this series? It's up on the board. You should be able. That's pretty easy, isn't it? Holy Spirit empowerment. You know, every day and every moment, the more, longer I live, the more I realize how much we need the Holy Spirit's empowerment. It's not just a nice little churchianity phrase, but it's a, it's a reality. And I tell you, as we go through this life and we face things, I'm so glad that I've got this confidence that the Spirit of the living God is living in me. He is with me. He is for me. Amen. Against all my enemies. And for you too. Hallelujah. Well, let's turn over to Luke chapter 11 this morning. We'll start there. <coughs> Pardon me. You know, the failure of the church, through, and I'm talking about, you know, over the course of church history, you can study it out and look at it. <clears throat> the times when the church has been very powerful in the earth and very productive, we see that in the book of Acts. And then as we look through church history, we can see <clears throat> when the power of the church seemed to wane. It wasn't as, wasn't as strong, it wasn't as pure, it wasn't as powerful. And I believe if we look at that, we can see that uh, there's one, one key thing that's connected with that, and that is either the failure of the church, one thing, the fullness of the Holy Spirit and His power. Whenever we lose sight of that, when we, whenever we lose that empowerment of the Holy Spirit, then we lose our effectiveness. We're not the salt and light that we can be. We're not demonstrating the resurrected Christ as we could be. We're not uh, winning the lost in the way that we could be. And I believe that we are in a time when God says it's time for the church to be revived. Amen. To be empowered by the Spirit of the living God. In Luke chapter 11, let me get over there. Jesus is speaking here. He says this, he says, he said, now if I drive out demons, excuse me, I'm at 19, I'm on verse 9. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, the one who seeks finds, and the one who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of your fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will he give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? So we see here the promise of the Holy Spirit and uh, the giving of the Holy Spirit. And of course, in Acts 1.8, Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes, He not only comes, but He also brings power. And I believe that is the key for the church's success. That is the key for my personal success in the Christian walk, it is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. 
Jesus says, without me, you can do nothing. But with me, you can do all things. And so what God has called the church to do is an impossibility, humanly speaking. But supernaturally speaking, it is a great possibility. And it brings great honor and glory to God. Because if we're going to reach the earth, if we're going to reach our community, if we're going to see Passion Church fulfill its promise, it's her promise, her, her calling, the fullness of it, it's going to take the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. The ingenuity of man won't get it. Listen, if you think, you know, somehow Pastor Norris is, you know, he's going to come up with some really, really, really great, super duper duper ideas and some ingenuity, and boy, we're going to see things happen. I'm telling you, you need to switch praying. Pray in a different way. We need the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. We're not dependent on a man. We're not dependent on a woman. We're dependent on the Spirit of the living God in each one of us, living big through us, fulfilling God's Word through us, empowering us. Amen? So the first thing is here, notice he says here, it takes persistence. If you want the Holy Spirit, the work of the Holy Spirit here at Passion Church, we're going to have to be persistent in our pursuit. Notice what he said. He said, asking it will be given. Seeking you will find, knocking the door will be opened. If you really look at this, an even better translation is this. It says, ask and keep on asking. He said, seek and keep on seeking. And knock and keep on knocking. So there is a persistence that must take place in the people of God. And the only way that can be a persistence is there must be a hunger and thirst. Amen? How many of you drank anything since you got up today? How many of you ate anything since you got up today? How many of you ate something yesterday? You know, there is a persistence that's built into us so that life can be sustained. There's a thirst and a hunger that each day it must be fulfilled. We must have our, our portion. We know that in the natural. Yeah, you can go for a period of time, but it won't be long before you get weak. And the same thing's true spiritually. If we're going to do the work of God, there must be a spiritual thirst and a spiritual hunger that is satisfied on a daily basis. Amen? The Spirit has to be taken in every day. Look over in John 7. Jesus is speaking here. He was speaking at the temple. The last and greatest day of the festival, Jesus stood and said, verse 37, Let anyone who's thirsty come to me and drink. And listen, that's a daily thing, church. It's not just a one-time thing. I know there is a one-time experience, and we're going to mention it and talk about it, called the baptism of the Holy Spirit, where we receive an endowment of power. But listen, that's, that's not just to be a one-time thing. It's to be an ongoing lifestyle. It is to be a life cycle in the Spirit that day by day we are filled with the Spirit of God. He said, Let anyone who's thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the Scripture said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. Notice what he said here. Rivers. 
I like that, rivers, plural, rivers. Not just a river, rivers. That's a river of healing. The river of life. That's a river of peace, river of joy, river of power, river of miracles. All kind of rivers. You know, I've flown by plane over the great Amazon River on several occasions as a missionary there in South America. You know, and at its greatest width, it's a mile wide. That's a big river. But you know, if you trace it back up, you know, it is really a river made up of many rivers. For there are many rivers, large rivers, that flow in to the Amazon to make it the great river it becomes. And I believe that is true, spiritually speaking, of the body of Christ. That as rivers, each of us have rivers flowing out of us. But they flow into the great river of God, the river of the church of God, the river of the Spirit of God. And there's a great and mighty river that is being released in the earth that's greater than any Amazon, greater than any Nile River, greater than any Yangtze River, any of the great rivers of the world. All of them combined cannot compared to the great rivers that, of God that is flowing through His people. And that should be our confidence. I'm, listen, my confidence, listen, I'm not expecting God to do the great things He's going to do and His city He's going to do here at Passion Church just because of me, but because of us. Not because of me, but because of we. The rivers that are flowing in you the rivers that are flowing in me, those rivers coming together, combining to make a great river that releases life, power, that reveals the resurrected Christ, that reveals the mighty miracle working of Jesus. That's the river I'm looking to. So don't, let's don't get our eyes just on one person, but let's, let's realize that there are rivers flowing out of the body of Christ. Rivers that find their headwaters in the Lord Jesus Christ. So Jesus said, come and drink. How do we get full? Drink. If you're thirsty, that's an indication that you need to do what? And so you keep drinking until you're what? Full. And Jesus said, when you get full, something's going to happen. Amen. If, if nothing much is happening in your life, maybe you need to drink some more. Amen. Drink until you get full. Drink until you overflow. Come to Jesus and drink. He's a living water. Drink until you're completely full. He said rivers of living water. By this he meant the Spirit whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Because Jesus has been glorified, he sent the Holy Spirit. That means that every one of us can have and drink until we are full of the Spirit of God. Now, let's look, look over in Acts, very familiar scripture. We're talking about the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. And today we were talking about receiving the Holy Spirit's power. And listen, maybe, maybe you received the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Maybe you received that. Many years ago, you had an experience with God. Man, I can remember. I had an experience with God. Anybody remember? First time you were filled with the Spirit? Man, I remember all the way back 1979. Wow, it was good. 
Man, I'm telling you, I'd not, I, was, I was like those disciples in Ephesus. I'd not so much as heard as there was any Holy Spirit. But, you know, I was just crazy. I was just crazy saved. <laughs> you know what I mean by that? Just so saved, so in love with Jesus. I mean, I thought, I mean, if Jesus said, jump off the Empire State Building, you know, and you shall receive, I'm ready. Now, I know that's, that's crazy and extreme, so, you know. But, I mean, I was just that much in love with God. You know what I'm talking about. Man, if Jesus had it, I wanted it. If it was in the Bible, I wanted it. I might not know how to get it, but I was going to, with the help of God and other people, I was going to find out how to get it, and I wanted it. So we're talking about receiving Holy Spirit power. Jesus thought it so important that he told his disciples, he said, listen, before you go anywhere, before you do anything, before you try to witness, before you try to preach or teach or heal the sick, before you try to do anything that you've seen me do, he said, first, receive the endowment of power. Boy, Jesus put a big importance on receiving the power of the Holy Spirit. And I wonder if in our modern day, if we have lost some of that. We've lost some of the, the, the vitality of it. We've lost some of the reality of it. We've lost some of the necessity of it. Maybe we think, you know, we've, we've got all the technology. We've got all the, the know-how. We, we know how to do church. I mean, we got it down. Well, I don't know about you, but I don't have it down. I'm still learning. And I want the church to be built on the power of God. Not on the ingenuity of man, not on the technology of man, not on the, the cleverness of any man, but on the power of God. Notice what he says here in, ver in chapter 2. He says, uh, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all together in one place. Now, notice, they had been together now for 10 days. 10 days. You ever been in a prayer meeting for 10 days? Now, I say it's interesting because the Bible says that Jesus appeared after he was raised from the dead. He appeared to over 500 of his disciples at one time. 500 people in a meeting like this saw Jesus like you can see me bodily raised from the dead talking to them. And yet by the day of Pentecost, there was 120. What happened? Ten days. Ten days. And what happened? Had about a, about twenty five percent of the people left that were willing and still hungry and thirsty. So when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven, filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each one of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Wow. Think about it. You know, I think sometimes we, we can speak in tongues, and we speak in tongues so much that we almost take it for granted. 
It's a beautiful and blessed thing to be able to speak in the heavenly language to our Father. To get along with God and just speak in the heavenly language, just to bless Him, just to worship Him, just to say, Father, I just want to adore You. Lord, words fail me, but the Spirit does not. I just love to just to speak out. Just bless the Father. Just bless Him. Let the words of life just roll from my spirit off of my tongue and give glory to God. Unashamed. Hallelujah. I'm not ashamed of the Holy Ghost, are you? Oh, I'm so thankful. Where would we be without the Holy Ghost? Without His strength, without His power, without His grace, without His peace, without His divine ability. Hallelujah. Passion Church, let's never be afraid. Let's never be ashamed of Pentecost. Somebody says, are you Pentecostal? I said, yes, amen. Somebody say, are you Baptist? I said, yes, amen. Somebody say, are you Catholic? You know, Catholic just means universal. So I say, yes, amen. I'm all of those in Christ Jesus, amen. The fullness of the Spirit, all that He is, all that He has, I'm not ashamed, amen. Charismatic, Pentecostal, Holy Ghost, tongue-talking, universal, Catholic, Baptist. (laughs) All those are just labels. You know what we are? We're complete in Christ. Amen. So, you know, so how do we qualify for the Holy Spirit's power? I mean, we got to get good enough. We got to pray long enough. We got to tarry long enough. No, you know, here's the thing. The Bible says that if we are in Christ Jesus, if we believe on Him as Savior, we are brand new creatures in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. So you know what? You know how to qualify? Be born again. All I got to be is born again. How am I born again? I believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that He died for my sins. He took my sins upon Himself at Calvary. Amen? He took my sicknesses. He took my diseases. He took my shame and my guilt. He took everything that was wrong with me, that separated me from God. He took all of my sin. He took it upon Himself, and by His stripes I'm healed. Hallelujah. Let's look over there. I mean, I know we know this Scripture, but I'm going to read it anyway. 2 Corinthians chapter 5. We're just going to remember some things today. Receiving the Holy Spirit's power. There's not a new way. There's just Yahweh. Amen. Second Corinthians. Let me get over there. I meant first. Second Corinthians 5. Notice what he says here. He said, verse 17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old is gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to Himself through Christ and gave us a ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to Himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. Hallelujah. 
And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who knew no sin, who had no sin, to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God in God. Aren't you glad? So if you're a believer in Jesus, if you've been born again, you qualify for this empowerment of the Holy Spirit. Amen. It is a grace gift from God. Look back in John's Gospel again, chapter 1. John's Gospel, chapter 1. John the Baptist is preaching. Verse 33, he said, I myself, I did not know him after the flesh, but the one who sent me to baptize with water told me, the man on whom you see the Spirit come down and remain is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit. And I have seen and testify that this is God's chosen one. Jesus is the baptizer. He's the baptizer in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. So today, if you need the empowerment or you need a refreshing, you know who we look to? Jesus. He's still our baptizer. Amen? If you see throughout the book of Acts, you'll see one, uh, one, uh, several things. But one thing you'll see, and that is, there was a continual outpouring and refreshing of the Holy Spirit upon the church. And I think we're missing that. We're kind of like one and done. You know, we're, we're kind of that generation. You know, we, you know we're, we're looking for the next new thing. I, I mean, you know, I, you know, the iPhone 13 is out. When's the i14 coming out? I wonder what the i17 will look like. Have you seen that? Yeah, I saw that last week. That's old hat. And it seems like sometimes we can do that with spiritual things. But spiritual things never get old, church. They're always new. They're always fresh. Unless we need the refreshing power of the Holy Spirit. I need it today. I need God's strength today. I need God's power today. I need God's divine ability today. I need the leading of the Holy Spirit today. I need the wisdom of the Holy Spirit today. I have solutions to problems I'm facing. I need solutions He has today. Hallelujah. John 1.33, Jesus is the baptizer. Listen, get in this secret place with God. Say, God, I need refreshing. I need a, ref a new refreshing of the Holy Spirit. I need more power. I need... I need your spirit, your wisdom. I need your peace, your joy. I need your divine ability. Amen? Now, we know when the Holy Spirit comes that one of the first things that we see, the evidence is there, something happens to our tongue. Now, I want to turn over to, we're going to go back there in a minute, but turn over to James 3. Wonder why one of the first things that happens is something about our tongue. Hmm. 
Brother James had some insight on that. James 3. Let's begin with verse 3. He said, We put bits in the mouths of, of horses to make them obey us, and we turn the whole animal. He said, Or take ships as an example, though they are so large, driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very, strong, very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Likewise, the tongue, everybody say the tongue. How many of you, we got a tongue? The tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great forest is set on fire by a small spark. Mm. The tongue also is a fire, a world of evil among our parts of the body. It corrupts the whole body, sets the whole course of one's life on fire, and is itself set on fire by hell. Whoa. This is the tongue without the empowerment and control of the Holy Spirit. It's going to be set on fire by hell. Not necessarily, you, you know, you're just rearing back and going, you blankety, blankety, blank, blank. But listen, when you start speaking words of fear, words of hate, words of doubt, all those kinds of things. Listen, that's set on fire by hell. And he says it only takes a little spark to start a whole forest fire. Amen. One small match can start thousands of acres of forest fire, destroy homes, destroy livelihoods, destroy lives. So isn't it interesting that he talks about the tongue here, and yet when Jesus, the baptizer, and the Holy Ghost baptizes us, isn't it interesting that one of the first things that happens is that the Holy Spirit takes hold of our tongue? I don't think it's a coincidence, Brother Bruce. I think it's divine order that the first thing that the Holy Ghost power does, it takes control of our tongue. And all of a sudden, somebody besides hell is controlling it. The Spirit of the living God. The Holy Ghost and fire begins to control our tongue and to speak out a heavenly language, a language of faith, of love, of power. The first city of the new life in Jesus to be conquered, our Jericho is our tongue. Remember over there, the walled city of Jericho? It was the first city they had to conquer, wasn't it? And isn't it interesting the, what, the role the tongue played in that? They had to keep control over their tongue for, what was it, seven days when they marched around that? Can you, try, can you imagine trying to keep a three million people quiet? You who are teachers, have you ever just tried to keep a classroom quiet? You who are parents, have you just tried to keep your kids quiet? There had to be something supernatural going on there. I don't know what, but something. But remember, they walked around and he said, don't say a word. Don't. I'm sure they went around that. Because, I mean, you know, 
if you've been on the backside of the wilderness for 40 years, and all of a sudden you start seeing this big old walled city, I mean, I'm sure you were rubbernecking and gawking. You see that, Myrtle? They probably had soldiers up there. They probably had chariots up there on that wall. He said, be quiet. And then, of course, at the proper time, he said, now shout. And the walls fell flat. So I believe that one of the reasons that the tongue supernaturally was empowered by the Holy Spirit when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit is for this very reason, that now the tongue no longer has to be under the control of hell, but our tongue's under control of the Spirit of the living God. We speak words of life, of faith, of help, of love, of strength, of power. We speak the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. Ekele bosoto. So yield your tongue to the Spirit of God. And great mighty things you'll see happen, says God. For miracles are waiting to be released by the Spirit of God. For I have called you to speak forth words of life and faith. So yield your tongue. Yield your tongue to the Spirit of God. And be not afraid, though you do not understand. For you are speaking in the Spirit and by the Spirit, the work shall be done. Hallelujah. Notice down in verse 9, he said, With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father, and with it we curse human beings. He said it ought not to be, to be that way. And listen, it doesn't have to be that way. And I believe this, if we will yield our tongue to the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, frequently enough, regularly enough, then it will also help us when we're speaking out with our natural tongue language. It will help us to control it. It will help us to put a bit on our tongue when we want to give people a piece of our mind. But all of a sudden the Holy Spirit will say, Nope, your tongue is not trained for that. Your tongue is being trained by the Holy Ghost to speak words of life. Your tongue is being trained by the Holy Ghost to speak words of faith. I believe that. I truly do. That it can be controlled both with our natural language and with our spiritual language. Didn't he say, I will pray in the Spirit, but I will also pray with my understanding? Mm. That's a good little chunk of insight right there, isn't it? was for me. Now, you might have known that for 50 years. I don't know. Proverbs 18. Let's look over Proverbs 18. We're talking about the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. One of the first evidences is what? Our tongue. Our tongue. Notice what he says here. Verse 21. The tongue has the power of life and death. Wonder who's wanting to control our tongue. You believe that? I do. He says the tongue has the power of life and death in it. No wonder the devil wants to control our tongue. He wants to set riots in motion. 
He wants to set murder in motion. He wants to set violence in motion. He wants to set hate in motion. He wants to set fear in motion. It's no wonder to me the proliferation of the ways that the tongue can express itself on social media. Guess who's wanting to control it? And guess who we are allowing to control it way too much? But the power of life and death is in the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. So we've got supernatural aid in the using of our tongue to release life. Love, peace, joy, miracles. Life. Speak life. I hear God saying, speak life. Speak life. Speak life in the Spirit. Speak life with your natural understanding. Lend your tongue to the Word of God. Fill your heart. Fill your mouth. Let life come forth. Mm. I'm telling you, church. We want to turn Jericho into Jerusalem. What was a walled city for the enemy becomes a city of peace for God. Amen. All right. Let me move along here. Activating the Holy Spirit's power. Well, one of the ways we do this, of course, is when we speak in other tongues. You're releasing the power of life. Say, yeah, but I, well, I, don't, I don't know, Pastor Norris. I don't know. Speaking out stuff I don't understand. Well, let me ask you this. Can you trust God? I said, can you trust God? Well, God says when anyone speaks that way, He said they're not speaking to man anywhere. They're speaking to God. I said, well, first of all, you're talking to God. It's supernatural. Supernatural to supernatural. Hallelujah. I'm supernaturally speaking from a supernatural spirit that indwells me to a supernatural God who empowers me for a supernatural work God wants to do. That sounds all right to me. Sounds biblical to me, doesn't it to you? Especially in our prayer closet. This is the, the main place we should be doing it. Man, oh man, oh man. Speaking it, speaking it, speaking it. But he said, in, remember, turn back over in John's gospel real quickly here. Y'all getting anything out of this today? John 7. John 7, verse 38. I just want to remind you. He said, who believes in me? He said, as the Scripture says, rivers, rivers of living water are going to flow out of him. Now, keep that in mind, and let's look in 1 Corinthians 12 just for a few minutes before we need to close. 1 Corinthians 12. <clears throat> what are the rivers of living water? Well, we see one of them, the initial one, and one of the most important and prevalent ones is when the Holy Spirit takes hold of our tongue. A super, think about it, a supernatural action 
upon a natural member of our body to release supernatural power. Man, only God could have been that smart. Isn't that right? To take something that has caused so much strife. You know what? There hadn't been a war that didn't start with the tongue. Somewhere, one king said to another king, you think you're bad? I'm sure he didn't say it that way. But, you know, whatever. Or they saw something they wanted and they started talking. Or something they didn't like and they started talking. Somewhere somebody started talking. And somebody else said, well, I don't have to take that. And so they started talking. So only God would be smart enough to know, you know what the real thing is? Let's, let's get a hold of the source of this thing, and that is the tongue. But what are some of the other rivers? Notice we read here. There are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit. Different kinds of service, but the same Lord. Different kinds of working, but in all of them, and in everyone, is the same God at work. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. For the one that is given through the Spirit a message or a word of wisdom, to another, a message or a word of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith or special faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing or discerning of spirits. To another, speaking in different kinds of tongues. Let me just say that. That's, that's a little bit different than our prayer language. These are uh, different types of, lo- uh, of tongues. They might be tongues of men or angels. They're tongues that are given and, and are usually to be interpreted for the edification of the body of Christ or for your own personal edification. So he's, he's talking about the, the gifts of tongues there and then to, to another, uh, the, this, the, uh, speaking in different kinds of tongues and still to another, the interpretation of tongues. Now all these work the one and the same spirits. So, so all these are working what? The one in the same Spirit. Who works these? The Holy Spirit. So the, we could say some of these rivers he's talking about are the, some of these manifestations, are they not? These all work the one in the same Spirit. The rivers, so these are the rivers that should be flowing in the body of Christ. Now here's the thing. All these gifts are not going to be flowing in one person. Don't be trying to strip a spiritual gear there. Not even in the pastor. All the gifts, these gifts are not, they're not all in me. If I had them all, what would you, you would be superfluous. If you had them all, I'd be superfluous. We need one another. Let's get that into our hearts and minds. We need one another. Don't fall for that stupid lie of the devil that says one of two things. You don't need anybody else. Or you're not worthy and you're just no good and you, you know, nobody, you don't have anything to offer. Stop falling for that. If God says you're needed, you're needed. Amen. And if God says you don't have it all, guess what? You don't have it all. We need one another. So these rivers are flowing out of us, and these rivers, what do they look like? They look like 
healing, miracles, special faith, prophecy, tongues, interpretation of tongues, all of these things. These are some of the rivers that God wants to be flowing in Passion Church. These manifestations, some of them, one of them at least, they get, God's going to use you in. Don't let a spirit of timidity hold you back. Yeah, but what if I miss it? Anybody in here ever missed it? See, you're in good company. We're not going to get down on you if you miss it. We'll try to help you, but we're not going to get down on you. I'm going to applaud you because I'm going to tell you what, you know, I, I, I take my hat off to you. you you're willing to, to step out in faith. You're willing to believe what God said. You know, I use the example of riding a bicycle all the time. Remember the first time you got on a bicycle? Rode it perfectly, didn't you? You'd be the exception if you did, wouldn't you? Now, it took us a little while to figure that out, didn't it? But you know what? If you'd never got on it, you'd never gotten to ride it. I'm going to tell you what. You know, some of you in here, God wants to use you in the, with the gifts of the Spirit, gift of prophecy. We may be missing all kinds of edification and encouragement from you because, you know, you're just letting that, that, that little bit of fear hold you back. I might not get it right. Well, it'll be all right if you don't, hon. We're going to love you. We're going to help you. And you're going to get it right. And you're going to be a great blessing to us. You say, sometimes I just feel like, you know, I have a word for the body. I just have a prophecy for the body. But I'm just... God just used Pastor Norris. Well, he wouldn't be prompting you if he wanted to use Pastor Norris, would he? I said, would he? I said, would he? No, he wanted to use you. I want him to use you. We're all for you. You said, well, what if I miss it? Well, what if you do? God's going to still love you. We're going to still love you. You know what we're going to say? Go for it again. That's what I'm going to say as your pastor. Go for it again. Amen. Maybe, maybe you feel like you have a message in tongues sometime. We're here worshiping God. The Spirit of God's here. We sense the presence of God. God's wanting to use you. Hallelujah. Well, just step out. You say, yeah, but what if I get it out of order? Well, we'll help you get it in order. Amen. I mean, you know, in a conversation, let me just help you here. Can, is this all right? In a conversation, you know, if you're talking to somebody, if you have just gone out, you know, whatever, you have a cup of coffee, a cup of tea, or whatever it is, you know, that you, you like to, to have, you know, when you're just socializing, and, you know, and you're just talking about the things of God, you know, you ever had those times you just, man, just talking about the Scriptures, just talking about the, the things of God. Well, don't you have enough sense to know not to just jump in when somebody's right in the middle of, of trying to explain something to you and you just jump in and butt in and interrupt them? Don't you have enough sense to know not to do that? Well, you know, if the worship team's up here and they're right in the middle of a worship song, you have enough sense to know, even though you feel an urging, you don't have to jump right in there and interrupt them. The Holy Ghost is not going to interrupt the Holy Ghost. The Bible says you can just hold on to that. Just hold on to that, that and, and when, they get, when they, there comes a proper time there, they finish 
pausing. I'm telling you what, then you can give that word out. It might be a prophecy, it might be tongues. Listen, you say, but, but what if nobody interprets it? Listen, you give a, you give a message in tongues, I promise you, I, I can interpret it. I'm not bragging, I just, I can do that. So don't be afraid. Fear not, little flock. Amen. I don't care if, if you just get them to say, Thus saith the Lord, God loves you. Well, I got, it's the greatest revelation in the Bible. Who could argue with that? Jesus loves me. This I know, for the Bible tells me so. Isn't that right? So, let, you know, we're talking about activating the Holy Spirit's empowerment. The rivers and these manifestations. There may be times when you may sense, hey, you know what? I, I believe I've got a word of knowledge about somebody that needs healing. You know what you can do? Listen, everybody, raise your hand. Everybody got a hand? All right, put it back down. It, sometimes when you feel like you've got a word or something like that, just raise your hand. If I'm up here speaking or something, you just raise your hand. I'm going to see it, and, and at the right time, I'm going to acknowledge it. I might not write that second. But I'm going to see it. I'm going to, I, now, I promise you, you have all these witnesses and those watching. You, you know, you raise your hand. I'm, okay, brother, what do you got? Okay, sister, what do you got? Okay. And I feel like it, you know, that's the right time to do it. We'll do it. But, but, but let's don't fret over it. Let's just let the rivers flow. Let's don't keep them bottled up. Amen. And you know what? The more we do it, the better we're going to get at it. And the better we get at it, the more we're going to release the Holy Spirit's power. The more we release His power, the more Jesus is going to be in the house. People's needs are going to be met. And I'm going to tell you what. Jesus is very attractive. He is. When He heals, that's very attractive. When He encourages, that's very attractive. When He gives us a word of wisdom through you, that's very attractive. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. None of us are perfect. None of us have arrived. All right. None of this was in my notes, believe it or not, but I'll get him back over here. <laughs> you know, sometimes, you know, some of these side trails may help us. I hope they do. Let me just say this because my, my time's up. Praying in the Spirit, I believe this, is the release valve for the rivers to flow. Praying in the Spirit, giving our spirit, our tongue, over to the Holy Spirit's control at, in our prayer closet primarily when we're doing that. Listen, it is a release valve for the rivers to flow. You know, they, they put up these great hydroelectric dams, you know, across the rivers to generate electricity. And, you know, they have these... these, these uh, uh, gates that they have on each of the downs. And at certain times, you know, when the water, you know, gets to a certain height up here, you know, they'll open up some or all, excuse me, of the gates. And those gates will pass over those turbines. And they start generating electricity. When that river flows, power begins to be generated. And that's why I'm say when we pray in the Spirit, it's like the release valve for the rivers to start flowing.
And when they start flowing, power is released. Power in prophecy. Power in miracles. Power in special faith. Power. Oof. Rivers. Listen, Passion Church, I don't want to be Pentecostal in name only. You say, I didn't know we were Pentecostal. Well, now you know. I don't want to be charismatic, name only. I didn't know we were charismatic. Well, now you know. I don't want to be full gospel in name only. I didn't know we were full gospel. Well, now you know. Or whatever label you want to put. Spirit-filled. In name only. I want reality, don't you? And this is the fountainhead. Every great river has a starting place. It starts in you and I. So I want to ask you something. Have you received the promise of the Father? Jesus said, I ask, seek, and knock. Or we could put it this way, desire, pursue, and persist. Until you're filled. You say, how will I know when I'm filled? Well, in the book of Acts, when they were filled, they all spake with other tongues. When they were filled, their tongue was controlled by the Holy Spirit. And they spoke out. Hallelujah. Listen, if you want to see God flow through your life, that's going to be the starting place. That's, that, that's going to be what has to be conquered first. And then release the rivers in you, waiting on the Holy Spirit in prayer. Listen, in your prayer time, listen, spend at least half your time praying in other tongues. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Worship in the Spirit. Sing in the Spirit. You say, I don't know how to do it. The Holy Ghost will show you. I want to get back. Vicky, remember when we used to, the whole congregation, we just pray and we just sing in the Spirit. Oh, you know. Vicky, won't you come up here a minute? Got a microphone out there? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. I just sense the Holy Ghost wanting to move. Come on up here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to Jesus. Just lead us for a minute, whatever, however you want to, and then just maybe just let's flow in the Spirit. Hallelujah. I know I'm putting you on the spot, but I trust the Holy Ghost in you. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's just think on the goodness of God. Think how He loves us. Yes, if you want to stand, lift your hands, you can. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Glory to God. 
You want to come down front and worship you? Come on down. Let's stir ourselves up. Let's stir ourselves up. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. 
Now somebody here, you got a you got a you got a message in tongues. You got a message in tongues. Just go ahead and speak that out. Or you've taken the first step into a place I've called you to. It is a step back in to your purpose and plan, and that is that you once again begin to move and flow in the Spirit of God. For I have called this church to be a supernatural church, a supernatural people. I've called you to flow with the Holy Ghost, that my will and my work might be done not in the strength of man, but in the power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. So today you've taken one small step, but it is only the beginning. I'm calling you. I'm calling you, Passion Church, back to your first love. I'm calling you back to the supernatural. I'm calling you back to the rivers that are to flow out of this place to lift mankind and to bring forth miracles and healing, salvation, to reveal the risen Christ to this generation. So do not be afraid. Do not draw back in timidity or fear. But be bold in the Spirit. Be bold to flow in the Holy Ghost. Be bold to speak forth. Be bold. Be bold. Be strong. Be active. Do not be ashamed of the Holy Ghost and power. Do not be ashamed of the manifestations of the Holy Ghost. For great and mighty miracles you shall see. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mangata, ikata, angata, mangata, asata, atapa. Ishete, ishete, ishete. Oh, la mandeki. Katamasaka. I've appointed for you greater things. Yes. I told my disciples, greater works than these ye shall do because I go to be with my Father. I am with my Father, and now I am calling you. I'm drawing out of the treasure that I have deposited in you. Yes. Greater works. Yes, that's it. Greater that's works. It. Yes. Greater works. Yes. To a world in need. Yes. Greater works mm. to those. Yes. Who are waiting to receive from my people. Yes. My word says that the earth groans 
awaiting the manifestation yes. of the sons and daughters of the only true and living God. Thank you, Father. You are those who are my sons and daughters. Greater works, as you yield yourself to me, as you yield your heart, your members, your tongue, your presence to me, my presence will manifest from you to all in need. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And here's what I want to do. If you've never received the end baptism of the Holy Spirit, the empowering of the Holy Spirit, right now is your time. If you've never received that, right where you're standing, I want you to just put one hand up to God. You've never received that, spoken in other tongues, by the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm looking here. Just put your hand up. We're not going to ask you to just put your hand up. I want to pray for you. Hallelujah, Father. You see this, this one here with the hands up raised? If there are more, Father, you see them. And, Father, I pray for them right now. That, Father, that they, right now, you said if they would ask, they would receive. If they would thirst and hunger for you, they would receive. So right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I stretch my hand toward them. And I say receive the empowerment of the Holy Spirit right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. 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 Will you, you and Doris lay hands on her right there. In the name of Jesus. We're going to lay hands on you, sister. Receive. Receive the Holy Ghost right now. In Jesus' name. Ikele batolobosaka. Ishele mendele mandala mandaka. We're going to lay hands on you to receive in the name of Jesus. Out of your innermost being, rivers of living water will flow. Right now, in Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name, receive the Holy Ghost in power. In the name of Jesus, receive the Holy Ghost and power. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. God is good.
just want to thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank Been you, so, so good. Yes, he has. Been so the Lord. He is good. Amen. Let's just give him a shout. Hallelujah. Glory to your name. Faithful God, faithful King, worthy of the glory, worthy of all the honor, worthy of all the power and all the praise. Hallelujah. Worthy, worthy, worthy are you, Lord. You are good. You are good. You're the good God who keeps coming in his show of mercy. You're the miracle-working God who demonstrates your power. You're the faithful king who rules over all. We adore you. We love you, Lord, and we bless your awesome and holy name, your holy name. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. 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 I tell you, that. God is good. That was a powerful word of God. Amen. 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 If, you pray, if, if you're one of those that raise your hand and, 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 and you might, the word might not come out then, hey, don't, let, don't listen to your mind. Amen. Because that, God, God don't talk to your head. He talks to your spirit. So let it just come out. You know what? It might sound like a little bit. You know when a baby starts trying to talk? Tell me who can understand what they're saying. Now, mamas can discern, you know, but you know what? You don't understand their language, but it's a language. It's a language. You know, God knows exactly what they're saying. They're praising him most of the time. Amen. Amen. So, so as, as our pastor instructed us, amen, pray in the Holy Ghost. You know, these are the times when we need to pray in the Holy Ghost more than ever. Amen. And, and, and be praying. I, I got it. But thank you. Be praying in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost. You know, and just pray like he said, half of your prayer time. But you also be, you know, you know, in your spirit, say, God, I'm going to pray in this part of the Holy Ghost for my pastors. I'm going to pray in the Holy Ghost for this person. Amen. And pray in the Holy Ghost. Don't, don't concern yourself with what you're saying. As Pastor Noah said, you're speaking mysteries, divine wisdom, hidden secrets to God. Amen? And if God wants you to know what you're saying, he'll give you the interpretation. But if he don't, don't worry about it. You're talking with him. You could be praying for somebody around the world and not even know their name. Might be in another language. Amen? And the Bible said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. There's a heavenly language that ain't going to sound like nothing down here. Amen? So don't concern yourself with what's coming out of your mouth. Amen. Before you knew Jesus, were you talking in tongues? So this is from God. Amen. Paul said, I thank my God. I pray in tongues more than you all. And he wrote most of the New Testament. Mighty signs and wonders followed through him. And God wants to do it through all of us, as Pastor Norris said. Amen.
Amen. Well, stand up and we're going to pray. But before, before we pray, you know, this, this Monday, this coming mo- tomorrow, <laughs> is Memorial Day. Amen. Our National Memorial Day. Amen. So we want to also remember those who have paid the ultimate price in laying down their lives for us, for me and you. Say, I don't know them, but they did it for you anyway. And Jesus said, there's no greater love than one lay down their life for their friend or their brother or sister. Amen? They demonstrated the greatest love throughout our history, and we want to honor them. And the Bible tells us we need to give honor to where honor is due. And when you honor, guess what? God will honor you. If you're dishonorable, guess what? You some. You cut off some things. It ain't God cutting it off. It's you. Amen. So honor them. Think about them. Amen. Hey, I'll have your barbecues or whatever you're going to do. But take time out. Just say, God, thank you for our veterans. Thank you for all those who have paid that price so we can remain as a free nation to worship you and to get the gospel in the nations. Amen. Amen. Now, Father, we thank you. For what you've delivered to us today through our Pastor Norris, Father, for the word that came forth, Father. And, Father, we take heed to it, Father. Lord God, I thank you when we go, Lord God, you bring it to our remembrance and that we meditate on it, Father. And I thank you, Lord God, that we'll begin to just bubble up and overflow, oh God. Father, we'll go. We might be driving in the car and all of a sudden, or in the bathtub or where it might be, oh God. Father, let the flow of your spirit flow through us as we yield to it, Father. Yield to him who is altogether lovely, the Holy Ghost and Jesus. And we bless these, your children, your students, your disciples, whom you love so much. And, Father, use them during this week. Use them, Father, whether it be with their family, with their coworkers, wherever it might be, their neighbors, oh God, or somebody, a stranger that they pass in the marketplace. Use them mightily for your glory. In Jesus' mighty name, and all the church said, amen and amen. You may be dismissed. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. 
For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church. Thank you.